0: to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com We're back on the block here to talk a little bit more about the Husker football team and the wonderful article that was written out of the Omaha World Herald as well as maybe touch on the trouble in Evanston that happened that still has my heart kind of <laughs> sucking in. But nonetheless, it, 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 it's springtime. It's a right around the corner. I can't believe how fast, Bach, that this, <laughs> this year is already starting to fly. It's almost March.
1: You guys are almost through the winter. That's right. It's cold though so, today. It, it,
0: it, they, this is, I, I, I used to get, I used to think it was the weirdest thing because I used to think that winter was in like December, November. Yeah. I used to think those were cold, but they say the coldest times of winter is like at the end of it, like in the February time frame So I, I always thought that was odd I was like, yeah. how, how do you figure That's getting closer to spring, but you go
1: figure. How <laughs> have you guys
0: fared this year as far as snow? and all of that stuff. Just mostly cold, not as much snow.
1: Yeah, yeah. Last year we had like a record snow uh, fall at one point, I think in late January, that was, uh, it was like compared to the 97. Were you around for the 97? You No, you were gone by then, were you? Out of there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By 97. In Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> 97, there was this huge snowstorm that everybody remembers and for years and years it thought that it would never be passed up. But then last year, I think the uh, at least in some metrics, it was passed up by that snowstorm in late January. This year we've been lucky. We've gotten. Kind of mostly miss the snow um uh, i don't know what that means for the crops or that so some people can say that's not like i don't really know but ultimately i just know that i hate snow and uh, like you said I, I like it before i like i like uh, december snow you know it, it kind of gets you in the mood for christmas yeah, one of my christmas, favorite holidays yeah. yeah i don't mind a i like a, you know a white christmas especially it's nice when it happens but then as soon as new year's is done you're just kind of out of the holiday mood you want to move on and that's when the snow dump usually comes, but we've been lucky; we've been avoiding it. And now it's been typical Nebraska, right? Today it's like minus one or whatever, and then next Wednesday <laughs> I think it's going to be like seventy degrees. And we just went through a week yeah. of that, so it's that, just that, up that's and down.
0: Schizophrenic stuff, yeah. And and so like for me, it's like you come out of you come out of the winter time frame after Thanksgiving. And then you eat the Christmas dinners, and your stomach is full and you're getting fat as a house. (laughs) And so then you, you're creating these new year's resolutions of I'm going to get back in the gym. I'm going full tilt, full time. And then the next thing, you know, that brick, that brick is out there, so it's like, oh, I won't go today. It's too cold. And then, you, <laughs> unless you got your Peloton sitting in the house oh, or something yeah. like that, you, you most likely you kind of, <laughs> oh, I, I, I'll start in, I'll start in March. Yeah. I'll get my summer body ready. You know, this <laughs> yeah. that just tends to happen all the time, right? But yeah, but 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 what's happening right now? The Omaha World, World Herald wrote a, a wonderful article. I thought, um, um, in looking at that, they're talking about. Uh, when we get into the spring, the spring practices are, are looming and they're they're coming very fast. Uh, there's a lot of things that a lot of people want to see, but some of those things um, are opportunities for a uh, uh, some players that have been in the system a little bit, had an opportunity to see what's going on to see what they like and don't like and transitions of coaches and those that left and maybe some that they didn't think liked them very much. And now it's another opportunity with a new coach coming in to be able to, to get another look. Sometimes you got those situations, so there's a little invigoration that goes on with that. But at the same time, seven Huskers that have prove-it time. Let's talk about that a little bit, Bach. You know, who are some of those names that pop up on there? You know, what is your expectations about what you think they have an opportunity to do? Can they shine their light bright? Or do you think they'll fade off in the great good
1: night? again what's a great a great article from Sam McEwen if you want to go read it so you can kind of get these names down there as well um but uh he he listed out a few of them that we'll get to maybe we won't we won't break all of them for him you know so that you still have an incentive to go read his article but uh I thought that there were some interesting ones that he mentioned in there and I like the article overall I mean it is it's prove it time this is a good group of you know guys that have been around for a while had the expectations at one point in time in their career um and now it's 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 kind of either hey these these guys are going to make it, this is their time to be an impact, or they're probably going to get recruited over. And that's where I see Elante Brown. That's where, you know, he's got Elante Brown in this article. Um, he's spent some time as a, as a kick returner. Uh, the kick returner unit, unit has been awful. I don't know how much of that is his fault, um, but mm-hmm. one of the parts of the reasons why it hasn't been good is they seem to get tackled on the first uh, the first contact to begin with. And so that is, you know, partially on him. Um, I think part of this is probably, a, you know, a, a, a failed, a lot of guys that didn't turn out here at Nebraska that have gone and, and moved on um, at the wide receiver position. Obviously, Nebraska making a change to to bring in Mickey Joseph to to change that narrative. But that was a problem last year. And, and I think Elante Brown um, has been recruited over before, obviously, like bringing in Samori Toure. And I think it was, it, it it happened again. I mean, they brought in a few more wide receivers from the, the portal. Um, I don't know if it's because they don't trust him or the way that he's coming along or if it's just, you know, I, I, but I have to believe that that's part of it. So I think that there's a lot of incentive for Enlante Brown to to get it done. And this is his it year. Um, I guess uh, among the group, I don't have a, a very as high of a hope for him just because like, like I said, the way that I'm reading it is he continues to be recruited over even into this off season.
0: Yeah, I I, I think that's one I, to look at. I think one of the ones I'm interested in seeing um, because of some of the changes in the losses in the secondary is safety Noah Pola Gates uh, being one of the highest recruited, um, uh, highest recruited uh, in the class of 2019 which featured also Wondell Robinson, who has left, and then some of the other guys like Nick Heinrich and Bryce Benhardt and Ty Robinson, who have all become starters. Uh, he finds himself, he was the number three highest recruit that came in, um, found himself lost behind Deontay Williams and Markel Dismuke. Um, but I, I, I think some of the good things that they say are coming out of, out of there is that he's – He's soaking everything up. I think I think what happens is you come in, you start smelling yourself, you start feeling yourself a little bit and you really find out that those rankings don't mean a doggone thing when when there's other guys there that are uh, that are vying for position and want the job. And so uh, as of right now, I mean, he has he has as good a chance as any to pop himself into there. He's very familiar with the system, Uh, but being able to not only lock down on the play calls and and directing uh, the secondary in some instances. Uh, he would have to be able to also uh, look at who's coming in with Deshaun Singleton. And then there's other uh, uh, versatile cornerback safety types that are kind of finding them, their way into the program as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how he performs, being that there's some openings there at that that safety position that, that some players are looking to kind of jump into. That's one that I would find uh, interesting to include one that I would let you Put your eyes on next, and then I'll give my next one who I think is, is next on that line.
1: <laughs> yeah, w- while we're in the secondary, I think Braxton Clark is a fascinating one. He's uh, uh, a guy that looked to me like he was going to take that spot opposite. I mean, just the, the way that he was playing toward the end of his freshman year looked like he was going to take that, that spot opposite Cam Taylor-Britt. He got injured, um, Quentin Newsom stepped up, and Quentin Newsom's now a, a guy that you expect to start. I mean, he's, he's a returning starter. He was part of that secondary last year and was a solid player by the end of the this, this season. Um, now you're looking at the spot opposite Quentin Newsom and I think Braxton Clark, I mean, he's he, six he's, four. he's long, um, and, and again, I think Flash when he was able to get in. You just see, hate to see that injury two years ago now um, taken away from him, and now when he came back, it was, uh, you know, it's a crowded room once again. Like, we, like we've mentioned, uh, Mark Eldest Deontay Williams, Cam Taylor, Britt, they got most of the snaps and as well, they should have, I mean, they, they're, you know, they're type they like three it. year starters. Yeah. Guys that mm-hmm. you can rely on. Um, it's especially important there in the secondary. And so, um, you know, between Braxton Clark and Noah Pola Gates, they're right there. I mean, they're, they're not guys that you worry about as far as like Ballyhoo guys that aren't there on the depth chart right they were right behind those guys on the depth chart it just didn't equal to playing time so at least they've earned um, that depth chart position it, it wasn't as though they they just kind of fallen and you didn't see their name pop up anywhere they just didn't get a whole lot of playing time um, and mm-hmm. so I think that they're I, I, I liked Clark for, for whatever reason it was maybe it's his, his length um, you know Nebraska hasn't had seemingly a 64 cornerback you have to go back to like Stanley Jean Baptiste and and kind of the crave that, that that was for a little bit of time but certainly there's a reason why people jumped on it and loved the, the Richard Sherman types um, because you're going up against uh, you know six4 type of receivers often here in the big ten yeah. you know the taller receivers yeah. that you play um, uh, so I, I love his potential and it is it, I mean it is timed and unfortunately again again, Again, it's not so much time in his, uh, as far as like time's ticking on his career. It's just, you know, for the belief, at least for me or, you know, for a lot of people to think that he's been able to get back from that injury because you think pre-injury, if he was getting minutes and getting part of the rotation um, that it, maybe it just hasn't quite got back to that level. And, and so, you know, sometimes it never does. And that will be frustrating if that ends up happening with him. But he's a guy I think had a, has a lot of potential. It could be a future star uh, if he gets back to where he was his freshman year.
0: Yeah, I love his size. I love his height. One of the guys that I really loved that had that height, size, and, and just that wingspan was Mike, Mike Booker who played at the corner position and and played for the Falcons and was a starter there as well. I just used to love watching him to be able to go up with big receivers and be able to match that, that physicality and and intensity at the, at the cornerback position. So I definitely love that he has great size and and abilities and and, and if he can get healthy and get back to his normal, normal self, then he definitely can compete. I also like, I I, I'm interested in seeing what Masai Newsom does um with with so much lost in that front in 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 the front with you know Ben Stilley, DeAndre Thomas and, and Damian Daniels the exodus of them uh I think I think I find it it was hard for Masai to really break through because you know even though he has good size at 6'4 285 playing in a 3-4 system they they want some girth if you're going to play in a 3-4, those, 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 those tackles and nose guard have to have some girth because they got to eat up space, right? So it looks like Masai, unfortunately, his size is built for 4-3 and and getting in the gaps and using quickness and, and stuff like that. So depending on how the defense goes and if there's, if there's kind of a, a, a hybrid type of system, I think he he can possibly find himself a spot in, in the rotation and, and get get into doing what he what he does best. i mean there, there's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of guys at the position so the opportunity is is very much open there, especially in the, the front the front line of the defense. so uh, I would I'm interested to see what he does and, and if he's going to take the opportunity and also to see what the uh, Shenander is going to do on the defensive side. And, and how have, is he going to take a hybrid approach? Uh, he's got to try to figure out a way to create more pressure because he can't just continue to leave his cornerbacks and safeties out on islands against some of the top talent that, that the receivers are in the uh, Big Ten. So yeah. that's just my thought on it. What's your thought on it? Text us on the Center Hammond text line at 402-464-5685. You can also call us on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. We would love to get you on if we can get you on to talk a little bit more about it. But the segment is slowly closing, so remember that, 402-464-5685, if you want to tap in and touch uh, upon the subjects of matter that is before you. We're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back with Hitting the Hardwood with Strick, talk a little bit about... uh, uh, Drogic the left-handed assassin and his uh, his, uh, acquisition with the Brooklyn Nets and if that's going to be any impact we'll come back on the block right after this